A record 10-year bond auction in the US dwarfed the latest hawkish comments from the Fed members. The S&P 500 closed this close from the 5,000 psychological level, while the Chinese equities didn't really know where to go and what to do faced with a deeper-than-expected deflation figure released this morning in China. So, ouch, 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 guys. Welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. Hawkish comments from the Fed members continue to make the headlines in the U.S. yesterday with Susan Collins, Thomas Barkin and the new Fed governor, Adriana Kugler, all saying the exact same thing, that there is no hurry for the U.S. Fed to cut the interest rates when well, the U.S. economic data points at such a surprising and such a historical resilience to the modern times' most aggressive rate hiking cycle. But knowing that the Fed is certainly done hiking its rates and that expectation that the next move from the Federal Reserve will be an interest rate cut is well, just enough to keep the market at a sweet spot and, well, you know what? A delay in the timing on the first rate cut from the Fed is now seen as, well, you know what? Well, the US economy is going so well indeed that there is no urge or no emergency to cut the interest rates right away. And that's tant mieux for your corporate earnings and for the overall sentiment across the financial market. So this is exactly how the US economy actually shrugs off the latest commercial real estate worries that did cost the New York Community Bancorp more than half of its valuation in less than a week. And even though these worries now jumping to Germany's Deutsche Fundbriefbank, Fundbriefbank was so hard to pronounce, the stress is nowhere to be found on the sovereign bond or index level. On the contrary, the US had a record-breaking auction for its 10-year bonds yesterday, where it sold 42 billion US dollar worth of notes at a lower than anticipated yield. Now, the strong demand for the U.S. 10-year papers hints that investors do continue to binge buy the U.S. 10-year papers and other papers while sitting patiently in the waiting room and watching while the major U.S. indices record raking rates to the historically high levels too. Well, just occupy themselves. And you could also think that the regional bank stress of the moment in the US could bring the Fed to cut the interest rates earlier than otherwise this year, but that's not necessarily a stress that we have been sensing or feeling in the market today. So I am actually sticking to my rate cut expectation, going to explain why the heck the US 10-year paper saw such a strong demand at yesterday's trading session. And in Germany, well, the 10-year bond yield didn't really blink to the Fundbrief Bank jitters yesterday. The German DAX index consolidated gains near a record high, although it was down slightly yesterday, and the stock 600 index was also slightly down, but remains close to an all-time high level, while on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, our favorite S&P 500 index renewed record at yesterday's trading session yet again and traded at a spitting distance from the 
5,000 psychological mark. Now, that's a big psychological milestone, mind you, and it could indeed trigger some profit-taking due to the overbought market conditions that we see today and these bubbling valuations, especially in the technology sector. But this rally is actually backed by the anticipation of upcoming interest rate cuts in the US and robust earnings and sentiment in both yields and earnings remains supportive. And according to FactSet, well, big technology stocks are the biggest contributors to the S&P 500's improved earnings of late, as you certainly doubt. And while well, the big oil companies are the second. And well, you know what? We saw that in the earnings season. And Disney followed in the footsteps of its happy technology peers yesterday and rose almost 7% in the after-hours trading after reporting better than expected earnings and also after issuing an upbeat profit outlook. So, you know what? All's well that ends well. In the FX markets, well, the slowdown that we see these days in the US sovereign sell-off is actually waiting on the US dollar. As such, the US dollar index returned below its 100-day moving average level. The fact that the other central bankers around the world, like the ones that we are in Europe and in Australia, are also busy pushing back on the too early rate cut expectations will certainly play a decent role in US dollar's limited gains. And in this context, remember, the Reserve Bank of Australia also warned earlier this week that the bank could even think of tightening the financial conditions if inflation in Australia didn't ease to levels that these policymakers consider being acceptable, meaning 2 to 3% levels. And PIMCO said that it expects the Bank of Japan to exit the negative phrase as soon as March this year and raise its rates until it reaches the 0.25% level by the year end. Woohoo! Of course, that's just PIMCO. It doesn't necessarily reflect what the Japanese policy makers have in their mind at the moment regarding the race. And that's not what the levels and the trend that we see in the dollar yen tells us today either. But in all cases, the dollar yen's upside potential is certainly limited at the 150 level. If not by the BOJ hawks, then by the BOJ officials. And... Going back to Australia, the hawkish statement from the RBA this week helped the Aussie dollar limit losses near the 65 cents level earlier this week. But the pair remains offered into its 100-day moving average. And the morose inflation figures from China well, don't help cheer up the bulls at this moment. Because China announced this morning that deflation accelerated in January to minus 0.8%. So that was faster than a 0.5% deflation penciled in by analysts on a year-over-year -year basis and it was also the fastest price drop in over 14 years. In plain English, it means that the Chinese efforts to boost growth and bring inflation back to China are not working according to the plan. And money poured into the Chinese system well, doesn't really circulate in a way to stimulate the Chinese economy and blame people who lost confidence in the government. And the radical measures that the government has been putting in place 
to stimulate all the stuff in China hardly helps China's battered stock markets get back to their feet. And today, the CSI 300 index is again looking, well, red. It's quite mixed, sometimes red, sometimes gray. But I was saying yesterday that a deeper than expected deflation number in China will certainly encourage the Chinese officials to announce more stimulus measures to prop things up. But measures alone won't help getting the Chinese market's head above water if if investors like you and I don't come to their rescue and investors are not coming to the rescue in masses these days. Now one other worry about the Chinese market recovery is that because this Chinese dream has been dashed by a seven trillion US dollar worth of a sell-off in the equity markets over the past years, well, many investors could be tempted to take their loss and just walk away in the slightest market recovery. So the road to a sustainable recovery for the Chinese stocks seems quite far away from where we are standing right now. Zooming. In. Well, Alibaba actually missed the opportunity to break above its downtrending channel that has been building since last August, and that was because the shares dived 6% after its sales missed expectations in the latest quarterly report. The letter unfortunately offset a 25 billion US dollar worth of a buyback program that the company has just announced. So that's quite bad news. And Alibaba's price chart over the past five years is actually, in my opinion, the best summary of how things went down for the Chinese equities as Xi Jinping and his government were busy hitting their tech gems by baseball bats, imposing absurd COVID-0 rules and getting both the Chinese consumers and the foreign investors on their back. So here we are today. We are just waiting to hear more measures to see if it's going to cheer us up, knowing that anything less than incredible measures won't just cheer anybody up. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. Follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.